With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hooker Show, a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Objective insight, expertise, top guest. Available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the Off the Hook Sports app. Download now for free. Also available on OffTheHookSports.com. I compute and obey. Now, today, Hooker. A football Friday with Fred, Fred White, former Tennessee safety and broadcast superstar, joins us. A former Vol, he he shares some information about an illness that he suffered last year that really hurt him in terms of not only his final season at UT, but also his draft status. We'll get into that. Quinn Ewers or Joe Milton are viewed very different by some scouts, despite the fact that they're about equally productive. Also, coming up on the program, Joe Milton talks a little trash, and this is going to take hold and will be a factor in Gainesville. I can promise you that. Tennessee football, will they be a top 30 program of the college football playoff era after this season? We've got a lot going on, and there is potential for the Saudis to invest in college football. What would that do to your fandom? Hello, Caleb Calhoun. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. How are you today, Dave? I'm fantastic. I don't I don't know which day it is because the fourth and I came back from vacation, but I'm I'm slowly figuring it out. I think it's Friday. Is it Friday? It's Friday, and we are doing better than Britney Spears, who apparently got slapped by Victor Wembanyama's security yesterday in Vegas. I saw that. That was very bizarre. Maybe today's tough question should be, 
uh, what athlete would you like to get slapped by your security personnel? Instead, let's go in this direction. It is time for today's tough question, and it's brought to you by Andy Mason of AndyMasonRealEstate.com. Today's tough question. Take a side. Take a stand. The Dave Hooker Show, a presentation of OffTheHookSports.com. All right, we like to give away stuff, and then we gave away a shirt yesterday. We're going to give away another shirt today. If you can tell me who should be the Vols cover athlete, because in a little bit, I'm going to tell you who represents Tennessee at SEC Media Days, not next week, but the week after. But Kobe Bryant, the late Kobe Bryant, was named the cover athlete for NBA 2K24. So if, if there was a UT college football game, which there's not even a college football game for some reason. They can't figure that out. But if there was one for the University of Tennessee headed into this season, who should be on the cover? Who should be on the ball's cover of, let's call it, Tennessee Football 2K? Uh, There you go, Caleb. So I'm going to save my answer till the end. Whoever nails it wins a uh, off-the-hook sports T-shirt. Uh, So we love to give those away. Caleb, who do you think should be on the front? Before we get into that uh, admission of a serious illness that affected Trey Flowers' career. I'm going to stay in the spirit of Kobe Bryant and honor. And I think in that spirit, you honor somebody. You honor somebody who has passed, who is a legend with the program, at which point I go with Johnny Majors. Guy played for Tennessee, came home to Tennessee after winning a national title when the program was in shambles to rebuild it. Yeah, he didn't win a national title as a head coach, but I still think you can't get more Tennessee than Johnny Majors. All right. Uh, If you can match who would be on my cover for UT24K or whatever we want to call it, then I will hook you up with a off-the-hook sports T-shirt. Now let's get to Trey Flowers, who talked about an illness he dealt with last year, and it's kind of one of those situations that like Chris Lofton, you kind of feel bad for questioning him after when he shares this fact, Trey Flowers said on his Instagram account, I guess it's time to update the world on what I've been going through. These past months have been some of the hardest of my life. I was diagnosed with something called myositis, myositis in shorter words is weakness and inflammation in the muscles in the body. And basically my body was fighting against itself. Sounds like an autoimmune disease. This disease attacked my body so fast, I didn't understand why I was feeling uh, the way I was. I played my last football season not even knowing I was dealing with. I knew something wasn't right because I didn't feel like the player I know I am. But I continued to push through. It took months just to figure out what was going on. I had zero answers. The good news, he states, after I found out what was going on, I started my treatment ASAP during my treatment which I started back in February, I was unable to do any extraneous workouts, no senior bowls, no pro day. Good news is I was recently cleared to start working out again. I know God has the last say. So my head high and I'll forever stand on 10. So you were one of the ones, Caleb, that I thought was the most optimistic and positive about Trey Flowers in particular. And... You you said he probably covers up for a lot of mistakes. So kudos to you for pointing that out when it was easy just to say, oh, the defensive backs are terrible. That was the easy way to say it. 
my heart breaks for the young man because it's such an important season, much like Chris Lofton, who played with testicular cancer in his final year. And everybody wondered what was wrong with Chris Lofton, that that's just not Chris. And then we figured out when he shared the information of the, the cancer diagnosis that occurred during his senior season. So what's your take on this Trey Flowers situation? Since you've been high on him, it makes me wonder if you think that in a year or two, he might be a solid NFL player after he's been healthy for, for a while. Your thoughts, Taylor? Yeah, I think it's – I mean, this is just bad break after bad break for Trey Flowers with his career. I got to be honest. For those of you who don't know, Trey Flowers, by all accounts, would have been a four-star very clearly and flirted with a five-star when he was being recruited. But he was he had committed to play baseball first, and because he didn't take part in a lot of the rivals camps and things like that in his junior year, he by the time he was ready to fully focus on football, it held back a star wings. And Dave, you know this covering recruiting. You don't take part in those camps. That really hurts your ratings when you're trying to get noticed by a lot of people. Absolutely. And- it can be the difference between four scholarship offers and 14, 15, 16 scholarship offers. I'll give you an example. I, th- this was shared to me um, in confidence, but there is a former Tennessee player whose son has been told by Notre Dame and Michigan because he is in East Tennessee, he's been told that if Tennessee offers, then we'll immediately offer. So maybe a little bit of a stretch, but I say that to say sometimes one team can cause eight different offers to come. And there's no question in my mind that if Trey Flowers had been in those workouts, he would have gotten that one offer that could lead to six or eight. No question. You're absolutely right about her recruiting works and in those summer workouts. Yeah. Yeah. And so he took one year longer than he should have to decide to play football, which he should have the right to do. It's crazy that kids shouldn't have the right to be able to, shouldn't have to make, should have to make that commitment before they're ready. But he commits to football, decide, goes to Tennessee because Jeremy Pruitt, great evaluator of talent, scouts him as a three-star, immediately steps in as a starting safety. Second year on an interception as the full-time starter, his second year breaks his leg on an interception against Mississippi state comes back, like gets his body back into shape is I thought very good in 2021 struggled in 2020 as he was getting back. And then last year with Elante Taylor gone is having to cover for so many deficiencies in the secondary. I still thought it had NFL potential. And then we realized this story where he was playing with myositis. Now I'm like, wow, if he didn't have this, he could have been way better because I, Others, if I'm seeing it, other scouts are seeing it. Other scouts are seeing that he's covering for so many other deficiencies, despite how bad the defense is. I, I know that much, and I I've been wondering why he didn't at least get didn't warrant a look at pro day, at the combine, or at any of these senior bowl things or whatever. And now we're seeing why because he couldn't. And it's just a, you know, it's it's just the worst timing with him. I feel so awful for him, but I'm so glad this is out there. I'm so glad that he's able to continue his workout and playing career. Now, I think, look, I think there is a huge, there's a spot for Trey Flowers on some roster. I I was always a huge fan of him last year, and I still think Tennessee's going to miss him this year. Okay. Okay. So I want to ask you that. Uh, You you do think that there's a spot on the roster. Can he be a starter? First, I want to tell you about AndyMasonRealEstate.com. Best service, best prices in the biz. AndyMasonRealEstate.com. Over 40 years of combined experience in his office. He's phenomenal. 
getting ready to make a real estate move, andymasonrealestate.com is where I will go. So Trey Flowers, let me ask you this. Will he be a starter? Or will he be roster, starter, Pro Bowl, All-Pro? Four levels. Roster. I, I don't see starter, Pro Bowl, or All-Pro, but I do see a roster guy. I see a roster guy. If he's 100% healthy, I'm not going to rule out starter. Um, now, he has to fall in the right situation like everybody does, but I won't rule it out. I will say that I agree with you. However, I think it's going to be roster. Be sure and hit that like button. Subscribe if you haven't to this point, And turn your notifications on uh, before we get to uh, another topic. We got Joe Milton talking some trash in a little bit. And uh, somebody on the message board said, uh, how did Lane Kiffin come up? Well, it came up because of this. He's joking. And I ask you who should be Tennessee's cover figure uh, on an in let's say, a UT2K24 game because Kobe Bryant, the late Kobe Bryant, is going to be on the NBA 2K24 game. So if you are able to tell me who my pick is at the end of the show, then I will hook you up with an off-the-hook sports shirt. And- well, if it's Kiffin, let's just, do, let's just go all in and do Lane Kiffin, Bruce Pearl, and Donnie Tindall, man. Let's, let's, let's get them all. <laughs> like, heck, let's just- a heck of a shirt, wouldn't it? It would. I mean, it's you, Dave. You had the greatest, like, you got to cover a year where Tennessee had Pat Summit, Lane Kiffin, and Bruce Pearl. Like, all three of those guys were at the same school for a year. Like, I still look back. I'm like, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, and I said to myself at the time, I said, this is good stuff, and it's not going to continue. Both the success and the sensational nature of the program. And sure enough, it didn't. And it it, it got bad. Now, I didn't think it was going to get that bad of the decade of dysfunction, as Mark Nagy calls it. But um, no, that was, uh, it was a pretty special year. Pat Summit was just all time great to cover. She was fantastic. So let's get to some Quinn Ewers or Joe Milton as the 2024 draft prospect because. Joe Milton is not even in the first round of the mock draft. That does not surprise me, this according to ESPN. Quinn Ewers, however, was a top 10 draft prospect. So I want to go through some of the stats and do a comparison on these two guys, but let me go ahead and just clarify right now. Scouts at both the college and NFL level think more of Ewers than Milton right now significantly Hewers got a perfect uh ranking in 247 sports prospect ranking joe milton was just a three star now both have transferred i don't think that's held against joe milton i don't think that's even a factor anymore you used to hold that against people in the draft process but before we get into some of their college production and what they've actually done which is pretty similar let me get your thoughts on comparing Quinn Hewers and Joe Milton. Yours, of course, of Texas. Yes. So this came up because we were looking at a, like you talked about, a ranking of NFL draft prospects for 2024. And three quarterbacks were in the top 10. Now, Quinn Ewers was one of them. The other two were Caleb Williams. No issue there because he's a Heisman winner. And Drake May, who you and I both agree, is the best quarterback prospect in next year's draft, bar none. Mm-hmm. Now, The thing that bothers me is Quinn Ewers in the top 10 at number 10 and Joe Milton not even in the first round when 
I think back to last year and, you know, Anthony Richardson got hyped up to a top five pick. And I, what is Anthony Richardson? What, what is the standard for a top five, top 10 pick here? Because if you go by last year's standard, Quinn Ewers wouldn't be a first rounder and Joe Milton would be a top five pick. But all of a sudden this year, Quinn Ewers is a top 10 pick and Joe Milton isn't a first rounder. I'm like, again, it seems like they, it, it, it just, it seems like they change the standard randomly every year. And I think that's what kind of bothers me about this list, because I think that if you're going based off last year, you should consider Joe Milton a far better draft prospect than Quinn Ewers because scouts are valuing the size, the mobility and the arm strength, which one of those things does Joe Milton not have? I mean, so I, I I don't get this. No, it it takes one team and, and, in Richardson's case, it it was the Colts. So it takes one team to get you up there, and one team could fall in love with you and think that you're going to be this incredible player because of your tangibles, how far you can throw the ball. He's a much better runner than yours. I think we would all agree in that, even though I don't think we've seen the best of his running. And it takes one team to say, that's my guy. And I I do believe that ultimately – Milton and Hewers could be considered around the same place as long as Milton plays well. But I do believe they'll be considered for far different reasons. You bring up Richardson, I think that's a great reason. Uh, Hewers, however, I believe has better touch on the ball and better accuracy from what I have seen. Now let's take a look at the stats. If you want to look at the stats, I'm going to pull – what Hewers has done at Texas. He's got a 132 overall rating. I think he played two snaps for Ohio State, but uh, 58% completion percentage, uh, yards per attempt, 7.4, 15 touchdowns, and six interceptions. So I'm going to pull what uh, Joe Milton has just done at Tennessee. So I'm not going to get into the, the Michigan stuff, but – He completed about 59% of his passes, uh, 9.3 yards per attempt. Also, as far as touchdowns to interceptions, 12 touchdowns, hadn't thrown an interception at Tennessee yet, and has a 165 rating. So if you want to go by stats, it just makes your argument that much stronger. He's 30-plus points better in a quarterback rating than Quinn Hewers. So when I first saw this, Um, When we had our 345 production meeting this morning, I thought, well, yours seems like a more solid prospect. But when you really look at the numbers, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I wonder if some people still think about that Ole Miss crazy play where he jumped out of bounds with no time left. That still sticks in my head, guys. I'll be honest with you. I've been called a Joe Milton hater. I'm not. I hope nothing but the best for the young man. But that's the kind of mistake that still stands out. And I think, I think he panics just being thrown into that the situation the last drive, which I'm, I'm not saying that's a good sign because you don't want your quarterback. Your quarterback should always be ready. But clearly Joe Milton wasn't ready to go in the game at that moment. And I think he panicked a little bit. I think he panicked a lot of it. <laughs> I, mean, I think he clearly uh, panicked. And, and that could be one in a million. Um, but I don't. I don't know that it is in a pressure situation. 
uh, Tennessee is going to need him to make plays. And if if he's not able to do that in clutch situations, it could be the difference in two wins or losses. I mean, you could be, instead of a 10-2 and two team, you could be an 8-4 and four if he makes mistakes uh, late. Uh, program brought to you in part by City Heating and Air Conditioning, City Heat and Air Dot com. They have over 50 years of experience. So I'll go ahead and tell you this. City heating and air conditioning, integrity matters. You might not need a whole new unit when these temperatures continue to climb up in July and August. I just need a part or some Freon. Uh, at the end of the day, who do you think will be a better NFL prospect and quarterback? So, we're having this conversation in a year who was drafted higher. We're having this conversation in 10 years who was a better quarterback in the NFL. Okay. Now, if you ask me, I mean, I hate to go here, but if you ask me based on my standard and not what I think NFL standards should be, because I think they're inconsistent, it has to be Quinn Ewers. I don't think Joe Milton's accuracy is something that can just, he can never develop to be able to play at the necessary level at the NFL. I think it's one that's going to make him a very good college player. I think there will be a roster spot for him in the NFL. I don't ever see Joe Milton as an NFL starter, though. And I don't see Anthony Richardson as one either. I mean, I, I'm a, I have never believed in arm strength as something that – I think it's so overvalued with NFL draft picks at quarterback. Well, I totally agree with that. If you get to this level, you have enough arm strength. And and ha- being able to throw the ball 65 y- – or let's say 75 yards instead of 65 yards or 90 yards instead of 65 yards really doesn't – make a big difference can you make all the throws can you make the deep out from the far hash can you do that I I care more about the low profile ball and when when I look at Milton I'm I'm gonna disagree just a little bit here Caleb because I thought Hendon Hooker had big time accuracy issues and that got fixed last year so with Joe Milton I think it can get fixed. I used to not believe that. I used to think that accuracy was kind of innate, like being a good shooter in basketball. I think you can improve pretty drastically. So I'm 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 gonna have to break with you on that with Hooker though. And I, I just I disagree with you about Hooker. Like was it did it come and go in 2021? Yes, but I didn't think it was bad. It just turned out to be it just went from okay to really, really, really good in 2022. We're asking Joe Milton to go. Joe Milton wasn't okay. It, his accuracy was horrendous. I mean, horrendous. And I don't know if you can go from horrendous to good. Okay, well, let's let's put it this way. If Hooker was a B minus C plus, he went to an A plus, right? Last year, I think we can agree. I'd with say that. A minus. He still missed on some throws last year, so I'd say A minus. Yeah, and I don't want to lean on completion percentage, but it was really high. So anyway, we'll we'll say A A minus. So he went a full grade. Joe Milton's a D. I, I, he was he was an F two years ago. I mean, he was an F. That uh, it was horrendous how bad his accuracy was. Well, that makes me wonder about your thoughts on on Tennessee because you said that you think they'll win ten games. If he's an F or a D, they're not going to win ten games. I think Joe Milton can go up two full letter grades because he's been in the system for two for three years now. So, but that's getting him to a C. And I think a C is all you need in Josh Heupel's system to be okay. You need better than a C in the NFL. Pretty good point. I like that. I like all of that. At the end of the day, I got to see some games. I'll tell you at the end of September who I think is the better NFL prospect. But right now, 
I would say hewers. I think that could change. I'm leaving the door open slightly, taking the, I guess, uh, easy way out. But I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, now Travis says his accuracy wasn't the issue, or he wouldn't be playing D one. It was a timing issue. There's probably some truth to that. There's probably you, a lot of truth to that. It's probably a little bit of both. Can you develop? And I guess timing you can kind of develop, right? You can kind of pick that up, which would be a good sign for him. Um, yeah, I, I think that he's going to be okay. If he let's go back to his completion percentage and his completion percentage at uh, Tennessee has been 59%. What was Henry yes, Hooker was, last year? Henry Hooker last year was 59%, right? Hooker was, 69%. Yeah, and Hooker pushed 70. But you got to remember. It's 59%, but in games that mattered, I mean, Joe Milton was 51.6% in 2021, and he went up to 64.6% this past year. I don't consider that improvement. So much of that was mop-up duty with Joe Milton. I mean, so much of it was mop-up duty. So the only game we have to go on where he showed accuracy was the Orange Bowl. Now, we don't know what to make of it because the Vanderbilt game, he wasn't accurate at all. He All of his issues were still on display in the Vanderbilt game, but it was raining in that game. And then the Orange Bowl yeah, happened. The, yeah, the weather conditions were horrible. Talking to uh, Cooper Mays and Jacob Warren on the Vol Report, they they said it was worse than it looked on, on television. So you can go really one bad. way. You can say that the weather conditions were terrible, his accuracy was terrible, it was because of the weather. And then on the flip side, you could say Clemson didn't really want to play and they weren't motivated to play. I think it's probably somewhere in between. Where he'll be different, and what I really like about Joe Milton is the inter- intermediate over the middle passes, uh, the low profile passes, the little darts. I saw enough accuracy out of the Orange Bowl to believe he'll be really good on that. Now, is, is he going to be good on the other touch passes? That's a whole different question. Fred White coming up next. We always enjoy talking to Fred White. Be sure to hit that like button, subscribe if you haven't and turn those notifications on. Fred White coming up next with Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker off the Sports. Sun, sand, and salt water, the beach is a very relaxing place. Unless you wear contacts. Ow! Open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with LASIK vision correction from Campbell Cunningham Laser Center. Ah. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Our family has been creating one-of-a-kind pieces of jewelry in West Knoxville since 1986. Each piece is a combination of unique processes that bring your idea to life. Every day in our shop, a truly special item with a story all its own is being manufactured in our facility, bringing the history and family sentiment into a whole new generation of life. We are grateful that you chose us to be Knoxville's best jeweler, a title that we value and respect. Because to me, being a jeweler and owning a jewelry store 
are not the same thing. I'm Rick Terry. I'm a jeweler, and we want to be your jeweler. Kingston Pike and Campbell Station Road in the heart of Farragut and downtown on Gay Street right next to the Tennessee Theater. When you want a hard cider that's easy to enjoy, one that's crafted to perfection, you need Tennessee Cider Company. Some say it's the signature cider of the South. Others say it's the cure to your craving. They all say you'll savor every sip. With a selection of ciders free to sample, all it takes is one taste. Visit TNCiderCompany.com for more information, as well as to shop our ciders and merchandise online. Thirsty yet? Doors open at 10 a.m. Um, who's this guy? Hello, wizard! The Dave Hooker Show, Ooh. a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. What? YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. Back to Dave Hooker. Candidates for the UT2K24 game. Because the late Kobe Bryant is going to be on front of the NBA 2K24 game. Travis says it's Joe Milton. Travis says it's General Nealon. Now, this is just for one year, guys. And if you're able to pick who I select, and I'll share that at the end of the show, I'm going to hook you up with an off-the-hook sports t-shirt. I said hook you up. That's Sounded really corny. Um, <laughs> oh, no, that was terrible. All right. So, um, by the way, uh, uh, my daughter shared something with me. She goes, I stole one of your lines. Because everybody always asks when I say my name. They say, uh, Booker? Uh, no, Hooker, just like the working women. That's what I say. And <laughs> she, st- <laughs> she stole that. And it sounds so much funnier coming from a t- teenage girl, if you think about it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. As a 40 something year old dude. So we got to share dinner last night and talk about that. I thought that was pretty funny. Again, tell me who should be on the cover of this year's Tennessee football game if there was one. And thank you, uh, Jeremy, for saying best Tennessee podcast. Go Big Orange. We're so excited for the football season. Um, we have got we'll have daily guests lined up, some big names. We already have Josh Ward on Thursdays, Fred White on Friday. So please turn your notifications on now. Be a part of what I think is going to be a special season for Tennessee football and hopefully a special season for us as well. We'll be at SEC Media Days, not next week, but the week after. I have been told by Three people I completely trust, and I wrote a column about it, about who Tennessee will take to SEC media days. And it's going to be Omari Thomas, uh, Joe Milton, and Jacob Walker. So those are going to be the three, um, and they're going to be at SEC media days. And the reason I bring that up is because I want to ask Caleb Calhoun. I'm going to give you five picks who should be on the cover of UT2K24, which is hard to say, um, who pick five figures that and see it. I'll tell you if you get one of them that I think should be on the cover. I'm not going to give you a T-shirt, but you can have one anyway. Um, pick five guys, and I'll tell you if you pick my guy, because I think mine's going to be surprising. One of the hostesses that Lane Kiffin hired. No, I'm kidding. That's right. <laughs> All of the hostesses. Give Brittany a call. 
Give Brittany a call. See what Brittany's up to. <laughs> okay. So I'm so here's the real question, David. You have to make this clear. Is this a game coming out one time? Or is it is it going to be coming out every year? Is this going to be a yearly game? It's be every year. It's be every, every year. Every year. Every year. Yeah. Okay. So think okay. this year. I think I, I don't think I think based off Travis and Tom's picks, I don't think I did a great job of explaining it. But, but is yeah, this, this the, is the, one this the inaugural game? Is this the inaugural game, or are we to assume that this game has been coming out every year? This has been coming out. <laughs> okay, all right. So we can't make <laughs> this. It's not the right? inaugural game. If it's the inaugural game, like Travis said, it's General Neal, no question. Yes. But I'm I'm pretending that last year it was Hendon Hooker, and the year before that it was gosh knows who Jeremy Pruitt. Okay, um, well, if, you're, if you're doing it for this year, then I think it's very clearly. I'm thinking of the players that we know are going to be like players on the team. So I'm going Jacob Warren, Cooper Mays, Amari Thomas. Funny enough, like we know those three are starting. Um, I would add, I would add in, okay, let's see. Jayla McCullough. That's four. I'm at four. And okay. Tyler Barron. So your five are Barron, McCullough, Milton, Mays, Warren. No, Baron McCullough, Mays, Ward, and Thomas. No Milton, because he might lose his starting job. <laughs> okay. You didn't pick my guy. How about that? How difficult does this get? It's pretty challenging. It's pretty cha- You didn't pick my guy at all. So whoever does on the message board, I will hook you up with an off-the-hook sports T-shirt, and I will send it your way. You get to pick the color and size. So it's it's pretty cool. But um, no, you haven't picked my guy yet. And I think my guy will be a little bit of a surprise. Um, and I, I think that uh, I think it's very apt based off last year. How about that? Very, very apt. Does that give you any sort of hint? No. Look at it. Struggling. All right. It's time for What the H, and it's brought to you by our friends at Zen Sports. Met with those guys yesterday. Man, they are rolling along and doing absolutely fantastic, and the rewards they give are absolutely through the roof. Use the promo code HOOKED. I'll tell you more about it. What the H? What the? What was he thinking? Release the hounds. The Dave Hooker Show. Keep cool. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. All righty. So here's what Joe Milton said. And we are hooking up with Fred White. And no, he is not related to Reggie White. Good question. I never thought to ask that question, but he's not. So. I guess we're all related in some shape, form, or fashion <laughs> if we really go back. But no, they are not closely related at all. So Joe Milton had this to say when asked what it meant to beat Clemson while playing close to home. He said, quote, I don't lose in Florida. I took that one to the heart. Pretty much take every game to the heart, but I don't lose in Florida. What SEC team is Tennessee playing in September this year south of Knoxville? I believe that would be Florida. Mm. Thoughts on Joe Milton trash talking. He said this at the Manning 
a passing academy. I'm sure he didn't think it'd be out. It was on a Locked On SEC podcast. And uh, your thoughts on Joe Milton with some maybe incidental trash talking. Well, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I know we don't like to do this during the segments, but I love Travis's uh, WTF after playoff yesterday's show. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, d- WTF does not mean, well, that's fun. We worked that out with Josh Ward yesterday. Let's bring Fred White into this. And Fred's appearance brought to you by Zen Sports. Fred, how are you, sir? I'm doing good about you guys. Never better. Never better. So Joe Milton said this. Um, He said, quote, about the Clemson uh, playing close to home, the Clemson game in the Orange Bowl. It was very meaningful. I don't lose in Florida. I took that one to heart. Pretty much take every game to heart, but I don't lose in Florida. Close quote. I think Tennessee plays at Florida in September, if I I can pull up the schedule and double check, but I'm pretty sure – is this trash talking? What do you think? I like it, honestly. I'm glad he don't lose in Florida. Keep that up. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with him saying what he said. I don't think about saying talking trash. You need to back it up. That's it. If you can't back it up, then you can't talk trash. But if you can talk trash and back it up, by all means, talk trash. Well, do you think he'll be able to back it up? We were discussing how he wasn't in any first round uh, picks, uh, mock drafts in the, uh, in, in the NFL and Quinn Hewers, the Texas was, do you think he can back it up? Do you think he can take that next step? Because accuracy has been an issue. Well, I, I, that's the one thing we, I think he can do. I think he can back it up. I think he can. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does, but it's, you know, right now it's more potential than anything. Potential means you haven't done anything yet. I mean, you won a bowl game, yes. I think he did a good job in doing so. I think he's gotten better as a quarterback over time. And I think he has what it takes to be able to make that happen. However, Quinn Ewers, on the other hand, he started for a whole season. So it's not a, you know, it's not necessarily a comparison of what the talents is or based on what the pre-draft stuff is and the pre the draft is not even a year it's almost nine months away from now so you know a lot can change in a year it's very true fred's appearance brought to you by our friends at zen sports and zen sports is the new sports book in tennessee revolutionizing revolutionizing the way you earn sports betting rewards that means no more deposit bonuses that turn into deposit nightmares and zen sports what you see is what you get with their cash rewards program you get a lot of cash for a welcome bonus earn an unlimited five percent cash back on your betting volume for your first 15 days when you sign up with the code hooked that's hooked that's right. Unlimited 5% cash back. Keep betting and keep earning. You earn money with up to 3% cash back on your betting volume every month after that and refer friends to earn a percentage of their betting volume as cash rewards as well. Zen Sports is bringing the cash back to Tennessee. So if you bet big on sports, you want to be betting on Zen Sports. Zen Sports betting just got better. We were discussing earlier, is, is Joe Milton struggled with accuracy fred or was he struggling with timing in the times that balls sailed wide i think you can say both at times 
um, accuracy on the deep balls because you know some of those were overthrown, and that could that, that sometimes is timing. Working with those receivers on a regular basis and getting the same you know reps with those guys. Um, but I, I think watching what he did in the bowl game, if he can build off just that one game, and I know it was just one game, but building off that game, he had pretty good timing with those guys. And I'm watching him at the Manning camp throw this ball. From, this is one of the hardest throws to make, too, by the way. From the right hash to the corner of the end zone, he made that throw. I don't. I haven't seen many college quarterbacks be able to make that throw. That's the same throw that e, Jacob Eason threw against Tennessee. Yeah, they lost in the, with the um, Hail Mary. Um, Josh Dobbs, uh, you know, um, Juwan Jennings there. I think – that is one of the hardest throws to make in college football. In any in pro football, that's one of the hardest throws to make. Opposite has to the corner of to the opposite corner. That that's 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 telling me you got timing and also touch. So I think he's working on those things, and I'm hoping that that's the case going forward into the season. You would hear if he wasn't doing well. <laughs> that's right. We would we would hear that. You would hear that he's not doing well. Somebody would say would let it be known that he's not doing well. I don't think anybody said anything about him not doing well in summer workouts or in seven on seven drills. You'd know. We knew about Garantano. Man, True. He looks, man, he looks, but you know, I don't know what it's gonna look like when he turned the lights on. Joe Milton has been one of those guys that went away when the lights came on. And I'm not trying to down Garantano, but we heard good and bad about him from players, coaches alike. We haven't heard those things about Joe this spring and summer. Here's what I've heard about Joe is that he was taking things seriously, obviously, Mm -hmm. before the Orange Bowl. And by the way, I said this earlier before you came on. I love the fact that he can throw the slants and the dig routes and those sort of things over the middle with good, really good accuracy at yes. least against Clemson. I think Tennessee's offense will look a little bit different. But here's what I was told. He was taking everything seriously, and he was ready to be the guy. And Nico shows up, and it's kind of a reaffirmation that he's going to have to bust it in the offseason to hold off Nico. And that just kind of took him up another level. What have you heard about Joe in the offseason? I mean, I've heard very similar that he was doing well, then all of a sudden, here comes in comes this freshman. I can't let this freshman take my job. <laughs> I think that pride kicks in a little bit, and that competition does. So this is what you think about when you talk about quarterbacks or any player. Hey man, compete for the job. Be better than the other person. Don't leave because that person came in. And also when you come in. You don't just get a job because you came in. You better bust your butt to get it. So I think that's a great example of a guy coming in who's highly recruited, highly rated. Hey, man, you got to still come in and get this. You got to win the job. We don't give you nothing. You win it. And if you're the guy who's in position already, hey, your job can be taken. Don't put your hat on the mound. It'll be gone. There you uh, go. Fred, Fred, interestingly enough, with the Joe Milton comment, I, I wanted to ask you the most about it because 
I recall Fred White having a teammate at quarterback who came from Alabama and once mentioned that he never lost to a school from Alabama while he played at Tennessee. We owned <laughs> Alabama. Still do. And Auburn, by the way. Y'all beat all when T Martin started, y'all beat Nobody Alabama. Beat Alabama teams. None of them. UAB, Auburn. Yep. That's true. Y'all even got UAB in there. T Martin was able to beat UAB. He beat every school from Alabama, basically. Every when, school when he was from Alabama. <laughs> was there whenever did did you ever notice anything different about T Martin whenever he was playing in Alabama school? Did he seem like he just did, was was there oh, oh, yeah, extra absolutely. See that there's this thing in the locker room where if you're from that state, you do not want to lose to that state. You want to see somebody have their best week of practice or their best games. Where do we play that state? That's the game you do. You would do anything in the world not to lose. Anything in the world not to lose. You're going to play extra hard. You're going to tackle a little bit harder. You're going to run a little faster. You're going to do everything you can. Crash, scratch, claw. You do not want to lose to your home state. And if you're going to lose, you might have your breakout game. <laughs> yeah, but Fred, you guys got Alabama when they were down. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> you almost got tackled through the screen, man. Are you serious? That's Remember the first round draft picks they had on the I know, I know, I know. They had an NFL MVP. They had they had some talent. They had a lot of talent. Yeah, they won a national championship in 92. So, I mean, it's not like they were bad at all. They just had coaches that like to have affairs. Other than that, they were all good. Well, when Fred White played them, they just had a coach who just wasn't no offense to Mike DeBose, Fred, but come on. He wasn't the brightest coach in the box. <laughs> yeah, I mean, neither was Jim Donnan or uh, <laughs> Ray Goff. So, I mean, Drunken Ray Goff. I mean, but y'all were y'all were y'all shut down in '99 a future NFL MVP, and y'all just shut him down. That was the story of that '99 game at Alabama. Y'all didn't let Sean Alexander do anything on you guys. Yeah. Like okay, like okay, it. okay, okay. Backstory, and I haven't heard it, but Fred's referenced it, yeah. and Caleb brought it up. So what are your thoughts on Sean Alexander? I don't have any problems with Sean Alexander. I think Sean Alexander got a problem with me. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Well, part of my job on the team was – I made it my job. I didn't anybody give me the job. I took the job on myself. I would go find out who were the top players on the team and figure out who their girlfriends or you know, they had any kids or what their mama name was or whatever you name, your sister name, anything. I get all the information I could. And I found out what his girlfriend name was. Her name was Jennifer. Oh, no. And every time we played them, I made sure you knew that Jennifer was staying with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or Jennifer. I don't know if that worked out with the two or not, but maybe Fred was part of the reason it may not have. So have you did you see him after you guys played on the field? Did he bring up Jennifer? Are they still together or do you know? Hey man, he don't even shake my hand when I see him today. <laughs> you know the great part about it? That's before the WWW when you could have easily found out his girlfriend's name. You actually had to put some work into it. I had a couple of high school classmates that went to Alabama. I called and asked the questions. Hey, man, uh, I need some information on a couple of players. Man, you got a girlfriend? You know, what's his name? What's her name? Oh, oh, really? Okay. Where's she from? Cool. Got it. This little bit of information goes a long way. 
That is. It's my it's my equivalent of um, Dennis Robbins sending uh, strippers to uh, to the players' hotel rooms when they were getting ready to play them the night before. <laughs> <laughs> Find out all the information you need from them, and then you just use it in the game. That's how you make get other somebody. Wait, Dennis stuff. Robin actually did that. Yeah, you didn't. Know I didn't that. know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. So did Aaron Dixon. Wow. <laughs> Fred knows who this is, but I'm not going to say it because I was told this in confidence. But there is one legendary coach that used to reward his secondary <laughs> with uh, a, a pro, a lady of the night. Think my last name. Think Tennessee quarterback's last name last year. And he would he would serve up a, a, a pro on Wednesdays uh, to the defensive back that uh, – graded out the highest in the game before. Is that would that be motivation to you, Fred? Uh, motivation to get paid more so than that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did you did all right with the ladies. But uh do y'all, did y'all ever watch Dodgeball? Remember Patches O'Hulahan with uh Vince Vaughn? He's like, I got some hookers in the back. What do you yeah. say? My treat. <laughs> that was th- that was this coach and Fred knows who it is. Don't say who it is, Fred. I but um on a scale of one to ten, how shocking was it that it was this particular coach? It was very shocking. <laughs> shocking. He was very viewed. Shocking. He was viewed as kind of this solemn, yeah. elderly gentleman. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's not public info. I'm sorry, I can't share that, and he's not with us. Yeah. I definitely want to share that with Dave. No, I don't want to talk <laughs> ill of the dead as as well. Let's go ahead and get to four downs right now, where. The topic is trash talking. Four downs brought to you by crafttreats.com. Four downs. Four questions. Four answers. The Dave Hooker Show. Four. Four. Four downs. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. We're talking trash. And it's brought to you by crafttreats.com. Use the promo code off the hook. Get 20% off the various treats that they have for your pet, including the chill pills with the CBD that will help with your pet's anxiety, will help with your pet's arthritis, will help with your pet's digestive issues. Crafttreats.com. Use the promo code off the hook. We greatly appreciate it when you support our sponsors so let's go ahead and get the first down and cooper mays is the one who will uh, bring us in on each and every down coop what down is this coop here first down thank you coop so who was the best trash talker you ever played with me (laughs) other than fred raynaud thompson sean ellis they they talked a game of it. Yeah. We wow. Were, we were the three guys on the team that everybody couldn't stop from talking. And we were gonna say whatever was on our mind and we and we meant everything we said. And um if you ask any player that played on our team, when the next guys come up for our um, celebrate ninety eight, you ask them who were the biggest trash talks to. And I guarantee you those three names will come up. What was we just on Celebrate 98? We just did Spencer Riley, and he is absolutely hilarious. And it's brought to you by Tennessee Cider Company. Use the promo code HAT to get some free swag. HAT 
whenever you order from Tennessee Cider Company, you can order their fantastic cider pretty much anywhere in the United States of America. Um, but Spencer Riley, I didn't view as a trash talker, but could he talk some trash? Oh, absolutely. He was the only offensive lineman that actually would talk some trash. Everybody else was quiet. Cozy coming in a little bit, but Spencer Riley, yeah, he, he got it in. That's pretty awesome. So before we go to second down with this, though, so Fred, the I hear a lot of trash talk, that you guys did a lot of trash talk that Al Wilson was so vocal, but who – who was the good cop to y'all's bad cops? Because, you know, like the Bulls, like Michael Jordan was the bad cop and Scottie Pippen was the good cop. Did y'all have a good cop leader to, to like? Come, Eric Westmore was probably the guy who they always went to to try to get us to stop talking. <laughs> he, he, really? He, needless to say, Eric was the guy who caught a lot of the, you know, friendly fire from his teammates when they come to try to get us to stop talking. So, <laughs> <laughs> so right. he was the Scottie Pippen. He was, I'm not going to, no, 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 uh-uh. He was definitely not Scottie Pippen. No, mm-mm. Yeah. No. He was more Charles Barkley than Scottie Pippen. But- oh. <laughs> That's a pretty good comparison. Yeah. All right. Well, okay, so let's get to second down. Coop, second down. Cooper Mays here. Second down. Thank you, Coop. Who was, and you don't have to name him necessarily, but you can give me kind of a thumbnail sketch. Was there a player who talked a lot of trash that didn't ultimately back it up? You can tell me a player, or you can just kind of give me a thumbnail sketch. No, because if you talk trash, you had to back it up. If you couldn't back it up, we'll tell you to shut up. Okay, Brian Darden talked a lot of trash, right? He did, but that's different. That's different. He's talking trash in practice. We're talking about talking trash in games, right? Oh, yeah. Either or. Yeah. There's a difference. He talked trash when he first got to school, but he didn't talk any trash after he got to school. There's a difference. Gotcha. Okay. I got a name for them. I got a name for Fred for his time when he played there. Steve Spurrier talked a lot of trash, and then y'all won two SEC titles. That all season he said all those things about y'all? Y'all won mm-hmm. the SEC title the next two years after Seasburger. Well, that was the one reason why I was not able to do a lot of media back in the day. That's why Dave had to call me from my room instead of me doing it in the media room because they did not want me to do red, or do any uh, interviews. Because if Steve, I, I want I did say something back one time, and that was the last time I ever did an interview until my senior year. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Let's go third down, Coop. Tennessee center Cooper Mays here. Third down. Did trash talking ever actually get under your skin? Under mine? Mm-hmm. No. As a person. No. I know it's a tactic. I use it very well. How can you, man, listen, you can't talk, you can't trash talk the trash talking. Man, man, that's part of my game. I woke up every I woke up every Friday with all the goods on everybody. So I knew what to use and how to use it in a game. So if you talk trash to me, I, I'm just gonna go deeper. Do you do realize I know your mama name? <laughs> You do realize I know what your daddy do for a living. You do realize I know your girlfriend name, your baby mama name. I even know your child's name. <laughs> what do you know about me? I'm telling you straight facts. You're not telling me straight facts. You're just trying to say something to talk, you know, get under my skin. I have done my homework. Yeah, it's one thing saying you bleepity bleep, and it's another thing saying I can't wait to hang out with Jennifer later tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what down is it, Coop? All SEC center Cooper Mays here. Fourth down. 
All right, what's the best line you've either used or heard? Please don't use the. Please don't cite the one that you used on a fellow reporter in the car as we were driving back from Atlanta when we were scouting Eric Berry because that's the best trash talking line I, I've ever heard. I, I can't even not bring that up, baby. There's a few of them that I can't even say on on air, so I I don't even remember exactly which ones. I just know that I <laughs> playing against Georgia. I knew all their girlfriends. I knew every last one of their girlfriends' names. I knew every last one of their baby mama's names or babies' names. I knew their parents' names. I've been knowing these guys since I was in high school. I've been talking trash to them since I was in high school. So they got it probably worse than anybody because I knew all of them. And I talked a lot of trash. I just remember walking into uh, Sanford Stadium that one time and basically letting them know that this is still my house. <laughs> you, might, you might go to school here, you might play here, but this is my house. I built it because I beat all y'all. Y'all ain't never beat me in nothing. Not badminton, not spades, not pity pack, not goldfish, not nothing. You never beat me in anything. So make sure you understand when I leave here, this is my field still. Good stuff. All right. So I'm good night. <laughs> Fred, how far would you have gone in the Rap Olympics in the 90s if you went? Say what now? I said it, when the Rap Olympics was a thing, how far would you have gone with, with all no, your I skills? Would, I wouldn't have gone far. I'm not good at rapping. Oh, you don't have the bars? But you <laughs> no, got the trash talk though, which is which is which is half the battle. Yeah, but it it don't rhyme. <laughs> 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 in order to be a rapper, you gotta rhyme, right? I'm just, just spitting some real facts and, you know, some, some untruths in there and also some facts. I got the names correct. I know what they like. I know what they're doing. And I'm going to make sure you know that they're going to get a chance to do it in my city. So, in our city. so then one of, the, one of the competitors should have hired you as a consultant to do oppo research on everybody in the Olympics. Yes. And then, <laughs> and then they could have used that information. I could have been an investigative reporter. <laughs> you really could have. By the I mean, way, I, go ahead. Okay. I, 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 Fred, on my other job, I cover politics a lot, and you, some campaign staff should be hiring you right now to do oppo research on their opponent. <laughs> Absolutely. They should be. They really should be. You know, the funnest thing, it was fun, man. To me, trash talking was fun. It was a way to get you out of your game. If I got you so upset at me, during the game, you're not focused on what you're supposed to be doing. And all I'm focusing on at that point is continue to just rub it in. I'm going to rub it in every chance I walk past you. My mom used to say to me sometimes, hey, I just see your head going up and down the whole game. What are you doing? I'm just saying, yeah, my mom, uh -huh, we having a good game. Yep, that's it. <laughs> we're having a great game. I'm not going to tell my mom what I was saying, but I was saying a lot. <laughs> hit that like button if uh, you're on twitter or youtube or facebook for that matter and uh feel free to share the retweet is very helpful if you haven't subscribed to this point you need to do so because we've got a fantastic fall lined up for spread white on fridays and then Josh Ward on Thursdays. We'll have more daily guests uh, throughout the week looking forward to that and fred if people want to be in good hands who do they need to call? You know, they, they can actually look us up online at fredwhiteallstate.com. You can Google us. You can also look us up on every social media platform. The same thing, fredwhiteallstate.com or fredwhiteallstate. Um, 
we'll take quotes from anywhere. Um, we also have a link on our website where you can actually get a quote for yourself without actually having to talk to us. But we would love to talk to you. We like having to have a conversation sometimes. Um, also, <laughs> give us a call at 770-381-0367. We'd love to be able to help you out. We'd love to be able to put you in good hands. Our goal is to make sure that you at least walk away with the knowledge of what you have or what you need for your car or your home or also your life insurance. And we also do business insurance as well. So bring me those commercial autos. There you go. So I I, I referred to Fred one time as an overachiever, and he told me about his – 100 meter dash time and i shared it yesterday on the program travis asked i put it up on the screen did you really run a 10-2 and why were you not a wide receiver you did run a 10-2 yes i did that's fast and i i the reason why i came to tennessee was because i could run track and play football that was not a school on my list that i couldn't do both if i couldn't do both you were off my list immediately so I wanted to come in. My goal was to be in the 1996 Olympics, and I thought I was fast enough to be able to get close, you know, because I'm from Georgia. I wanted to be in the 96 Olympics in Atlanta. Um, got to school and started lifting weights a little bit heavier than what I was used to and gained about 15 pounds immediately. Um, still was fast, but my fastest time was a 10-2. I ran a 10-1-8. It was win 80. So, Yeah. And play receiver, hmm. I saw how hard I, I hit. I saw how hard other guys hit. I much rather be landing late than to take one. <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> and uh, I want to put up this quote as well from D. Spencer was great talking about Spencer Riley. Love mm-hmm. to celebrate 98 series uh, GBO. And I got an email from Fred that we have a very special guest lined up for next week if you want to tease that forward fred he's one of the all-time tennessee great receivers and i say that knowing that tennessee was wide receiver you when i was growing up in knoxville so i don't say that Mm -hmm. lightly at all you know this guy was the guy who played peter ward for us in practice before we played florida state it was also the guy who made us realize Peter Ward wasn't that fast. Because, and it's Dante Stallworth. Because he, because Dante was faster. He ran a four one eight forty for the scouts when they came to UT. I watched that with my own eyes. <laughs> the lowest time, the, the highest time they had for him was a four two one on that run, and I watched that with my own two eyes. It looked like a four one eight. It looked like somebody running that fast. It just, it was insane. He was like a shot out of rocket, but he played Peter Ward, and we couldn't stop him in practice. Uh, toward the end, we started to catch up to him and get catch his angles, those type of things. But when we got to the game, we realized how much faster Dante was than Peter Ward. Wow, so that's it made, game, it made the game that much easier for us playing against him. Fred, it's funny you mentioned that, and and then we'll let you go. I know you got a busy day, but. There is some of the pro days were open, some weren't to the media. And really, with the naked eye, it's tough to tell the difference between a four five and a four four. Um, But the one guy that I said, like you said with Stallworth, that I said, 
holy Hannah, he just made himself a lot of money. Before I even heard the number, do you want to guess who it is? Who's that? It was Jamal Lewis. I was oh, like, man. I was like, when he ran at 235 pounds, and I think it was a 432, maybe 431. 431. I remember I, I said to myself before they announced the times, that's faster than all get out. And sure enough, it was. You know what? And you know, we told Jamal after he ran it. Hey man, go put on your stuff and leave. He did he leave. He did. Did you tell him to do that? We all did. Put your stuff on and leave. Go home. He did immediately leave the field. His yeah. his family was there on an upper deck in the mm-hmm. workout facility. They cheered, and he did. Man, he just walked right out. Yeah, like you ran a four three one, and you're a two hundred thirty five pound running back. Hey man, leave. Bye. <laughs> They'll call you. Eight men have run for 2,000 yards in a season in the NFL. Yeah, he's one of them. Still crazy to think that Peyton Manning and Jamal Lewis were in the same backfield for a college team. Like, that's a dream backfield for an NFL team. And they were a backfield for a college team. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that that's the thing that we tell people all the time. Like, man, you, we, we were before our time. Our group was before our time. You had three great running backs on the same high school, on the same college football team. Offensive lineman, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play football. I mean, how much luckier can you get as a as a player, you know, to build a team like that? Pretty good football team. Google Fred White All-State, and Fred will take care of you. And uh, we love having him on a Football Friday with Fred. Fred, have a fantastic weekend. Uh, we'll uh, talk to you soon, sir. And we will have Dante Stallworth, which we're recording on Tuesday night, so that'll drop on wednesday celebrate 98 brought to you by tennessee cider company tnsidercompany.com use the promo code hat and with any order you get some free swag and it tastes darn good too fred it does i mean if you're ever in the gatlinburg area making a trip to go to gatlinburg make sure you stop by go take a tour i promise you i promise you you'll enjoy it ask for aaron maples and you they'll take care of you him and brady those guys will do a good job for you. I promise you. I'm telling you, you're in good hands. You'll be in good hands there as well. There you go. Good stuff, Fred. I appreciate it, buddy. And also Google Fred White Jennifer later, which is what I'm going to do. So. I tried. <laughs> I know. I Googled, I Googled Sean Alexander Jennifer to see if they stayed together. And I, I had to put in Alabama. I, I was doing all this Googling while Fred was talking. And I wanted to find out if Sean and Jennifer are still together. I, I, I seriously doubt it. <laughs> that is awful. <clears throat> Pardon my cough as I have a bit of a cold. Fred, great stuff, buddy. I appreciate you. Off the hook. Go balls. Fred White is fantastic. It could have been Jennifer White at some point. Uh, there's a, there's a, one, of my, one of my favorite rappers out of Memphis. His name is Yo Gotti. That's a great song when he was in his early days coming up where he said, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to do the cleaned up version. So the, 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 the I, he, he basically says, after I get physical with your woman, I will inform you about it. Well, that's <laughs> good. At yeah. least he's letting you know. At least he's letting you know, gentlemen, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, two minutes and we come back with a Tennessee, not a top 30 
program in the college football playoff era? Will they be after this season? And if the Saudis got involved with college football as they have with so many other sports entities, would that affect your fandom? Because it's going to happen eventually. It's just a matter of time. Maybe by next year. Two minutes off the hook sports. Want to own the more that owns every job? Then get the Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vasti's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vasti Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Our family has been creating one-of-a-kind pieces of jewelry in West Knoxville since 1986. Each piece is a combination of unique processes that bring your idea to life. Every day in our shop, a truly special item with a story all its own is being manufactured in our facility, bringing the history and family sentiment into a whole new generation of life. We're grateful that you chose us to be Knoxville's best jeweler, a title that we value and respect. Because to me, being a jeweler and owning a jewelry store are not the same thing. I'm Rick Terry, I'm a jeweler, and we wanna be your jeweler. Kingston Pike and Campbell Station Road in the heart of Farragut and downtown on Gay Street right next to the Tennessee Theater. With all that sun, sand, and salt water, the beach is a very relaxing place. Unless you wear contacts. Ow! Open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with LASIK Vision Correction from Campbell Cunningham Laser Center. Ah. You're listening to The Dave Hooker Show, a presentation of OffTheHookSports.com. The internet is full of pictures of each and every one of you. Available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the Off the Hook Sports app. Download now for free. Is there nothing you people can't do? Also available on offthehooksports.com. Elias says Fred could lead the most unsettling pregame PA hype package in history. That would be pretty good. Imagine if he was doing the starting lineups. And now, Sean Alexander dating Jennifer for now. Running back Alabama. That would have been fantastic. Can you imagine that? Maybe we can get Jeff Jarnigan to do that. He's a PA guy. Probably wouldn't be the best idea for his future as a PA guy, but it would be absolutely hilarious. I didn't know about the Olympics that Fred wanted to run in. Uh, This segment, the Saudis are going to get involved in college football. It's a matter of time. And we saw the live... Uh, tour come together with the PGA tour very quickly when it seemed like they absolutely hated one another. So we're going to get to 
that. But uh, first, uh, will Tennessee be a top 25 program after this season? Top 25 in the college football playoff era. So recently, according to the Sporting News and Bill Bender, a friend of the program who we'll have on from time to time this fall, had a scoring method to rank the best programs of the college football playoff era. As you might expect, Alabama was number one, Clemson number two, Ohio State number three, Georgia number four, Oklahoma number five. Then I'll run down the rest. LSU, Michigan, uh, Notre Dame, Oregon, Wisconsin in the top 10. Tennessee not in the top 30. When you go down the list, they are tied for 33rd with a bunch of other schools, including Mississippi State, Houston, Stanford, Western Michigan, Virginia, Iowa State, North Carolina, Tulane, Kansas State. Explain to me how this formula is created. And then I want to ask you the question, will Tennessee be a top 25 program in the college football era after this year? So the formula is created with you get 10 points for a national championship. You get five points for a college football playoff championship appearance. You get five points for a college football playoff appearance. Now, I don't, to be fair, Dave, you tell me, do you think you should get more points for appearing in the title game versus just appearing in the college football playoff? Or do you think since it's four teams, that carries the same weight? Um, I would get, I, I would give more points to those who advance further. So if I'm doing this, you get five points to make it. To, if you make the college football playoff, you get, let's say, seven points. If you win your semifinal game and you get 10 points, if you win it all. Okay. So yeah, I, I think that that's fair. And then, so a new year six appearance is two points. And then um, other metrics are winning percentage consensus, all Americans, NFL draft picks, Heisman trophy winner and a Heisman trophy winner is an extra point basically. So Using these formulas, Tennessee's total score was two with a bunch of other teams because they've just made a New Year's Six Bowl, which puts them in league with, unfortunately for them, an in-state school in Memphis, which actually was ranked ahead of Tennessee until this year, probably because of that. So that's so yeah, they, that's that's all they've got to their resume right now. Now, of course, the college football playoff came into existence when Tennessee was at its lowest point in history. I mean, they had been on the heels of four straight losing seasons, the only time since 1907 to 1910 that happened. And also they were entering an era with a very incompetent, who you refer to as a sociopath, head coach. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. So let me ask you this. Will Tennessee be top 25 using this formula after this year college football playoff era team? No. No. Okay, why? Because because they will only get two more points after this year. And those two more points will be they're going to make another New Year's Six Bowl, so they'll get to four points. But there are that would put them at number 29 right now. They still need – I mean, they got to get to a college football playoff or win a national title. And the college football – the scoring method is going to have to change in a year anyway when the CFP goes to 12 teams. So it's – unless they make the playoff, which even if they make the playoff, by the way – that still would put them at number 27 
tied with Baylor. To get into the top 25, they actually have to win the national title this year. That's the only way they can crack the top 25. So, no, they're not going to – they're not going to be a top 25 team after this year. That would be quite a year, 25 years later. Uh, you shouldn't have to wait 47 years for a national championship. 25 would uh, would be pretty neat. I, I think Tennessee is at the very worst one of the New Year's Six Bowls. And I think they've got a, maybe a better opportunity than than you think. I'm curious of making the college football playoff. And I say that because man, I, I think Alabama it, it views Tennessee, or at least should, as a tough matchup overall. Especially now that I think they're going to dial things down a little bit, play ball control. It, I could be dead wrong, Alabama fans, but to me it feels a little bit like desperation in this day and age of up-tempo. You're going to try to zig while other people are zagging. So it wouldn't surprise me, actually, if, if Tennessee made the college football playoff. I've got them predicted going 10-2. and two. But at 11 and one, they definitely make it. At 10 and two, they could make it. So I'm not ruling them out of a college football playoff right now. The, the only, I think, the only game that I can't see Tennessee winning this year is Georgia. I could see them beating Alabama in Tuscaloosa, which sounds insane. I mean, I could see them beating both teams. You, I could easily see them beating Georgia, too, at Nalen, the second to last week of the year. We've talked a lot about Joe Milton in this set, in this um, show, and Josh Pate uh, had a great talking point, Dave, the other day. You know, when he talked about Dark Horse Heisman contenders, you know this, Dave. The Heisman's all about moments more than anything. Like, Hendon Hooker's moment was the Alabama game. What if Joe Milton's moment is the Georgia game? That's the second to last week of the season. I mean, maybe one of the reasons Tennessee's never had a Heisman winner is because their last game has always been Vanderbilt. So there's you're not going to get a Heisman moment in November if you're Tennessee because who do you get your Heisman moment against? I mean, normally you play a bad schedule in November. I thought Peyton Manning had a Heisman moment against Auburn in the 97 SEC championship game between me and you, Dave. I think a lot of people turned in their ballots before that SEC title game in 97, and I think that's why Woodson won. Because there are some people that turn their votes in three weeks before, which I think is just absolutely insane. Yes. Um, and, and also during that time, a lot of voters didn't believe you should take conference championship games into account because everybody didn't play it. Like many people may have felt it's unfair that Peyton Manning got this extra week where Charles Woodson didn't have that because the Big Ten didn't have a title game that year. But so, yeah, you you need a November moment. Tennessee doesn't have they have a chance now for November moments. Do, when you cover Tennessee, November was just a throwaway month, honestly. For it was horrible. It was it, it was all about bowl predictions. It was and a lot of those Vanderbilt Kentucky games, Tennessee didn't play well because they didn't respect those two teams. They were far better. And Tennessee would either come out and score 35 in the first half and the game was over, or it seemed like Vanderbilt and Kentucky would hang tough and eventually Tennessee's talent would win out. There was no opportunity for a Heisman moment. That's uh, those two games. There was no opportunity to improve your standing in what is now a college football playoff because those two games were everything to lose, nothing to win. You're supposed to win them at the time. They'd beat them, what, 22, 24 years in a row, respectively. 
So you're just supposed to win those games. If you play flat, that ain't good. And Tennessee no. more Tennessee oftentimes did play flat. And how are you supposed to compete with that when you have like in 93, Charlie Ward gets to beat Florida for his last regular season game or, you know, whoever it may be winning Heisman's during that time period. I mean, Charles Woodson gets to play Ohio state for his last regular season game. I mean, and you're stuck here playing, just hoping to get by Vanderbilt and wanting to fall out of bed and sleep through it. I mean, that's kind of the issue. So Georgia this year, the fact that Tennessee plays Georgia second to last game, Joe Milton is uniquely positioned to have a Heisman moment because Tennessee finally has a meaningful November game. And I think they can beat Georgia because we haven't seen Nalen in no, you haven't because of what we're talking about. We've never seen Nalen in late November for a late November game. That's really, really meaningful ever. That's That's never happened. So it's, it's a very, very good point that I hadn't even considered uh, to to this point, Travis says, I'm willing to bet Caleb's paperback book collection in the background that Clemson struggles to finish in the top 10 from here on. Uh, I think Clemson They're is mostly the- hardbacks. What are you talking about, bro? <laughs> yeah, I think that um, I do believe that uh, Clemson is going to be the one program who could suffer the most moving forward in this college football playoff. But I still think they'll be pretty good and hang out there for a while. Then we'll see how much longer Dabo Sweeney wants to do this thing, and we'll see what the the guy's first name, Riley's uh, brother. Garrett Riley. Garrett Riley. We'll see what he does offensively with with those guys. Now, uh, to the Saudis, certainly not a conversation that I thought I would be having a year ago. But David Ubbin, who covers Tennessee for The Athletic and also is just a fantastic writer in terms of coming up with angles, coming up with ideas, he interviewed four unnamed athletic directors. And this is what one said. I'd say close to 50% of schools and athletic department leaders would navigate their way to yes when asked about would they take money from the Saudis, much like uh, the Saudis have developed the Live Tour, and it's PIL is the name of the fund, but it's uh, actually just Saudi Arabia money, and it's a lot of money. We're not talking about a few hundred million dollars. We're talking about billions, and the PGA Tour realized that they couldn't match the money. This same source said... Quote, if you'd asked me before the Live PGA Tour came together, I would have said less than 10%, meaning a chance that some school would take Saudi money. Then, finishing off the quote, because even the most aggressive and thoughtful athletic directors, everyone is afraid to go first when it comes to the PIF and their involvement in American sports. And the PGA just went first. Some angles that were brought up by Josh Pate that make a lot of sense. And that is the ACC is going to be in trouble. The Pac-12, 10, whatever they end up with, 14, is in big time trouble. People don't even want to put them on TV for nothing. And I could easily see uh, the PIL or Saudis getting involved with the ACC but first, the Pac-12. I think Pac-10, whatever they end up being. So I could see that happening. 
The other reason I could see that happening, and I believe will happen, to be real honest with you, is because you have a more liberal attitude out West. And I, I think a lot of people will say to themselves, oh, let's move on from 9-11. I mean, I, I'm not. I've, I've not forgiven anybody for what happened. And I realize that these people may be different people and all of that. But it still would be a factor in my mind. The Pac-12 is dying on the vine. To think that they wouldn't take money, to me, sounds a little bit crazy. So the way this could work, as Josh Payton pointed out, you could essentially set up, now with streaming, you could set up a Pac-12 network and you're airing their games since nobody else wants to do it. Who cares if you lose money or not? You're essentially going to promote and what's called sports washing you're going to sports wash your reputation. If you lose a hundred million dollars a year, that Caleb, that's like you and me losing $5 a year. That's nothing. So I think it will happen. And I think it'll happen by next football season. That being said, how do you think that would affect people's thoughts on either that conference that they do it first with or college football as a whole? You know, here's where I think it's trickier. I actually break with you on this. I don't think the Pac-12 would not care about this, and here's why. They don't care that – these Pac-12 teams don't care that much about football to begin with. So I Fair. think they, it's easy for them to take the principled stance, if Saudi Arabia buys my team, I'm not going to watch them. Whereas people in this – I think it would be more likely if Saudi Arabia bought an SEC team, the SEC fan bases wouldn't go. I mean, look, you talk about liberal versus conservative. Golf is a very conservative sport. I mean, let's call it what it is. It's a very conservative sport. The Saudis bought the, just bought off all professional golf right now. Golf fans are still going to show up, even the and this is the this is the peak like patriotism crew, and they are they don't they just totally let. I mean, who was there was a golfer just a few weeks ago that went on TV and said we need to forgive for nine eleven. I mean, the nerve of someone to say that, like, and, and I mean, you know, so it's time to move on, and then. He he said that, uh, well, let me rephrase it, and it just got worse. Yeah. Um, and, and it's one of those where it, it's, it's, it's always been funny because Saudi Arabia, where they've really – they've always had this weird left – if you want to do left-right dichotomy, whereas the, you know, I think, yeah, two people on the left may be too, pretty, maybe too willing to get past 9-11, but also people on the right are a little more tied to oil, and Saudi Arabia is just the oil supplier of the world. So they – I mean, it. I don't know how this ends up. I mean, look, leagues for sports leagues for a long time have been – every sports league has been letting Honduras, China, whatever oppressive regime or government you name – produce their jerseys, market them to their fans and audience, and nobody's really cared. I mean, Michael Jordan has been – how long has Michael Jordan been using Chinese slave labor to make his shoes? And he's the most beloved athlete of the 21st century. And, and it was a big deal, what, 20 years ago? But it's just we've, – we've grown accustomed to it now, and it's not a big deal. It was Bryson DeChambeau who said that, quote, uh, look toward the pathway to peace and forgiveness when talking about 9-11. Just Bryson DeChambeau, just shut the hell up. Don't do any yeah. more interviews. I mean, I, The pathway that, towards peace and forgiveness is for this Saudi regime to be overthrown 
and somebody and and, and a more democratic regime take over there. That's peace and forgiveness. <laughs> I could not say it better myself. There's no way I could phrase that better than what you just said. Rocky Top Tom says, if Saudi money gets in college sports, I'm burning everything college related that I have. Once again, the theme continues. Money equals problems and nobody does the thing about it. They just want more, especially in the golf world. But we've seen that in the college football world as well. But I'm curious, guys, if if it is Pac-12 and it's somewhat removed from the SEC, would you have a strong a stance? And particularly asking Tom, but you're just if it's if it's removed from the SEC, if it's removed from your favorite school, be it Tennessee or we got a lot of Georgia fans, we got a lot of South Carolina fans that tune in. Um, if it's insulated from your conference in your school is it a no big deal thing or is it like tom said it affects it across the board and he's burning stuff i mean look it's i've i've had a issue i've been i've been screaming about the saudi arabian thing for 20 years and i for me personally look i'm going to be honest i'm not going to not watch football even if they buy out even if even if they purchase the sec i would not watch it because here's my take on it dave if you got a problem with it it's the government's job to regulate these type of things it's the government's job to step in and say you can't do business with saudi arabia or china don't blame the leagues and the businesses that look businesses and corporations and money makers are in the business of making money that's what they do they're amoral there's no there's no such thing as morality in in, in markets and capitalism. Now we believe in a capitalistic society because we think that's the best way to uplift communities. But then we believe that the government is the one to step in and kind of be the referees to say, okay, we got to set some moral boundaries in place. I would think a moral boundary would be don't do business with the country that, that facilitated the worst terrorist attack on our grounds in history. So how am I supposed to blame a conference or even the PGA golf tour when our government's out here. We our government takes Saudi, makes Saudi Arabia our top ally. How can I sit there and blame these leaks when, you know, and it was fifty years ago where Richard Nixon opened up trade with China. I mean, if you don't blame the NBA, blame Richard Nixon and blame every president after who has allowed us to trade as a country to trade with China. So it's, I know people are like, oh, government get out of everything. Well, this is kind of this is what the government's job is. If the government doesn't do this, like, then we might as well just not have one, period, and just have anarchy. <laughs> yep. I'll tell you what to look for, and I think it'll happen fairly quickly, is they're part of, they've, they've invested in a part of an ownership group that is, is trying to purchase an NFL team, which I believe is the Washington Commanders. Correct me if I'm wrong, Caleb, but once that happens, it is the next step they're they're going to go after college football it's the second most popular sport to the NFL in the nation it's exactly what's going to happen and then you get in sort of a grassroots i mean imagine if you could change the the mindset of an entire generation a, a group that wasn't alive during 911 and suddenly saudi arabia is just another country and if you could do that, what better place to do it than in in the time in which minds and opinions are being developed 
in that 18 to 22 range. And what better way to do it if you're talking sports is college football. That would be even bigger than the NFL. And don't even for, – for, Excuse me, for them. Oh, yeah. And we haven't even thought about this. So Saudi Arabia does this. What's to stop Iran to then come in and say, you know what? Saudi Arabia is going to do this. Why can't we? What makes us any less moral than Saudi Arabia? And they, they would have a point, by the way. And so I know we have sanctions on Iran right now, but Iran could then come in and say, well, why do you have sanctions on us and not Saudi Arabia? If they can do this government, let us do it. And then you could see Iran start to buy teams. And then the entire Middle East proxy war that's happening right now, for those that don't know, Saudi Arabia and Iran are basically like in a cold war that's worse than the United States and the Soviet Union was. Like one side pulls the trigger, you're going to have nuclear war in the Middle East at, at some point. What happens when American entertainment becomes the proxy war? for those two countries. Scary stuff. Let's keep our fingers crossed and hope it doesn't happen. But if I had to bet a mortgage payment, I'd say it does within five years. I hope and pray I'm wrong. Like literally pray. Like when I say, but you, you brought this topic up and it will be a part of my prayers. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker praying that that won't happen praying that we'll have a fantastic show each and every weekday at 10 a.m. So I go back, and who's going to win the shirt? I go back over the comments, and I told you at the beginning of the program that I've got the perfect guy for the cover of a uh, UT2K24. So I've got General Nealon on there. I've got Milton on there. I've got – man, I don't hate – Joe Milton. Stop saying that, Travis. I've got a lot of different people on here, but I'm scrolling and scrolling. Be sure and hit likes. Uh, we appreciate that and subscribe. If it's the first ever, it's Neyland. Totally agree. Uh, Cooper Mays got a vote. Brew McCoy got a vote. Uh, Squirrel, Brew, or Joe? Possibly Hypel. That is my pick. Travis, I think you already have a shirt, but you can have another one for your friends and family. I'll put my email right here, and I'll hook you up with an off-the-hook sports shirt, and we greatly appreciate you being a regular listener, but you get the shirt or nail it. It's Josh Heupel. It's Josh Heupel because you're a little bit unsure of Joe Milton, and you'd love to put Joe Milton on there, but what happens if he doesn't do well. And Josh Heupel, more than any other person, was responsible for such a special season last year. Josh Heupel is on the front of my UT2K24 game, pointing at something with a clipboard, and he's angry. And congratulations, Travis. Email me, and I'll hook you up with the shirt. We'll see you live, 10 o'clock on Monday. Have a great weekend, everyone. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker off the Hook Sports. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.